What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, the very first episode of Demi Dad Saturday Sit Down, my weekly podcast where I'm going to be, um, we're going to be breaking the social norms and the stigma against talking about things that people li- need to talk about that the society we live in just kind of doesn't uh, like us to talk about, which, you know, things that struggles that uh, men go through, men, you know, we, there's a lot of things out there that if you talk about issues, if you have any sort of mental health or any even just kind of stress and you talk about it, you're viewed as, as less of a man. So uh, we're going to be talking about it today. We're going to be, you know, we're going to really dive in and, and just be real. Um, and this, this isn't just for men, this is for everyone. Um, but I am a man, so that's going to be the, uh, that's the, the perspective that I come from. Um, so this podcast is, it's, it's honestly, uh, severely overdue, uh, and I'm making this because if I don't start talking about some of this stuff, I'm going to explode. Not really, but, uh, I'm, I'm not going to go crazy. Uh, I might already be a little bit crazy, but, uh, so, so yeah, so, so that's what we're going to talk about. Um, again, it's going to be a weekly podcast. Thank you for everyone who's watching on YouTube. Thank you for everyone who is watching or listening uh, to the audio only on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, any of those other uh, those other things. Thank you so much. Go ahead and subscribe if you don't want to miss an episode. Again, it's going to be every single week, and we're going to get deep. We're going to we're going to talk about a lot of different things. We're going to have people on the show, uh, some counselors. We're going to have people who uh, who also struggle with with anxiety, depression, uh, things like that, and um, talk about a, a whole bunch of stuff um, to just grow together and become better. Uh, and just continue, you know, in this community of of love and growth and support, and really just kind of be free to be us and 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 learn how to become more of ourselves and be better selves. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm extremely excited. Again, thank you for everyone. Um, uh, so yeah, let's just dive in. This this year has been, ooh, this this year has been a tough year for a lot of people. Um, it's affected everybody on the planet, which is is crazy to say sometimes. Um, I mean, one minute, everything is business as usual, and then the next minute, every single person on the planet has to adjust to a new way of living um, that completely disrupts our our what we've known for however elder long however long we've been on this earth. So, and and it's it, and it wasn't a gradual thing. It was it was one minute, and then the next minute we we had we had to. There was no other option other than to adapt and conform. And so, even the hard headiest of people I don't know if that's a word hard headiest. Um, even people with the hardest head, this guy had to really adjust. And that that you know that brings up a lot of things, a lot of stresses, a lot of issues, a lot of disruptions to our relationships to our uh, people we come in contact with daily, our jobs, um, suicide rates are through the roof, people are dying of COVID amongst other things, uh, families are being torn apart, anxiety and depression, levels of the people that it affects have risen astronomically, um, homelessness is on the rise, people are losing all sense of self, uh, hopelessness has kind of been a theme, which is a terrible theme. Um, alcoholism and some substance abuse is just, um, ridiculous right now. And so I'm making this podcast because honestly, I feel like I can't sit back and do nothing with someone who is, who's dealt with, 
these type of things like anxiety and depression and and um, uh, other things in my life and, and other struggles and other setbacks and hurts and hangups and things like that. I can't sit back and do nothing and it's been far too long that I have been sitting back and doing nothing. So um, if this podcast helps one person, uh, it will be, all be worth it. And, and I'm extremely excited for that opportunity. I want to start this community. I want to start conversations. I want people to send me messages. I'm, I want to have people who subscribe to the show on the show to talk about you know their victories that they've seen and, and things that they've overcome in their journeys. Because when, when I first started dealing with anxiety, it hasn't been all my life, but when, when I first started dealing with it, I was like, okay, I just got to get through this. I got to get through to where I'm back to me again. Um, and over the years, I've realized that that's not a destination. It's not a, a place that we can come to. It's a journey. You know, it's kind of like for those people who are extremely fit, like you see a super fit person running down the road you know, they're on a jog or a run or whatever, or they're in the gym and they're working out, and you're like, you've already won. Like, you have won. Go home. Eat a burrito. Um, but that's not how it works because it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And once you get to that next level, like, let's say I find victories over my anxiety or my depression, it's not about getting to an end destination. It's getting to a better place and then continue to strive for a better place always. We, we can't be content with where we are or else we're going to plateau and we're going to um, become lukewarm. And that's not what we want to do. We want to continue growth. We want to continue to become better. Um, and so that's what I've learned um, in the last few years is that we can't, rush the process we have to trust the process and to in order to trust the process we actually have to engage in things that put the process on a road to reconciliation to we have to implement things in our lives that will actually bring growth in our lives so I'm going to get into a little bit of my story here I'm going to grab some coffee because it is early early morning Reminds me, this isn't very good coffee. It's like great value brand, but it reminds me of that scene in Elf when she's like, it's a crappy cuff of copy or cup, cuff of copy. Uh, it's a crappy cuff. I uh, can't even say it. Crappy cup of coffee. And he's like, no, it's the world's best cup of coffee. Um, that's what I feel like I'm drinking right now. The world's best cup of coffee. Uh, anyway, so my journey with anxiety and depression and and kind of having this pressure of the weight of the world on my shoulders that I really can't get over. Um, it, it didn't start at a young age. Um, I mean, my dad died when I was 10, and that was very traumatic, and um, I'll get into that maybe in this episode, maybe in a future episode, but um, I didn't really have a lot of anxiety as a kid. Even, even through middle school and high school, you know, I just spit everywhere. Uh, even through middle school and high school, um, I wasn't an anxious kid. I wasn't really, I was, I was really free going. I was easy going. I, I could adapt to change pretty easily. Um, I think my anxiety started in college dealing with relationships and, and, and things like that in college. Um, but I really noticed it right after college. I was dating my current wife current wife as if she's not gonna be my current wife one day my wife I was dating her at the time 
Um, and I took a job right out of college. Um, it was a sales job. And basically what we had to do is we had to meet at seven in the morning and then go and, um, oh, we had to go and uh, go to businesses and basically lie to them and tell them that we were sent there to sell them cell phone plants. And it was business to business sales marketing. And it was terrible. I only did it for one month, not even a month. And I remember waking up with cold sweats and, um, and, uh, panic attacks and things like that just because the stress of this job it was purely commission and we basically had our success was based on how well we lied to these people and and screwed these people over and I hated it and I, I absolutely hated it and I didn't know that going into the job but that was the first um the first time I've ever really experienced like symptoms of of, of anxiety and things like that um and then you know Got out of that. Got a wonderful job. I'm still working that job today. It is extremely stressful, but but I do love it. Um, I also work part time, and even and even through this whole um, pandemic, I, I've been blessed to be able to continue working. I work my full time from home, and then I work part time uh, recording music from a studio for a church during the pandemic because everything's online. But um, yeah, I've been extremely blessed and and very very grateful for that. Um, but but I, I have still had, you know, crippling anxiety at times. And it's, and I'll, I'll kind of get into this in a little bit, but it's not anxiety that's technically caused by anything. It's basically just there and it creeps up and it sucks. Um, so let's get into a deeper part of our recent story. Um, for some of you guys who know me and my wife and my son Leland, we have had a, a rough um, couple of years when it comes to... <laughs> Uh, sorry, I got I got the sniffles. I'm kind of getting over something. Um, a rough few years with you know trying to grow our family. Um, our first son Roman, um, he was he was due on December first, 2017, which is actually my wife's birthday, December first. Um, but when she was about 19 weeks, we went in for an ultrasound and found out that the baby didn't have a heartbeat, and so. Um, after hours of crying in the hospital, we came to the realization that, um, you know, it was, it was December 3rd at the time. Not December 3rd. It was uh, July 3rd at the time, so the day before 4th of July. So we went to 4th of July with our family who, who all knew that there was this baby inside my wife who was no longer living, um, and that was kind of took the joy out of 4th of July, kind of. It sucked the joy right out of 4th of July. There was no joy for for us, um, at least. Um, but f so the 4th of July, obviously, the doctor was unavailable and the hospitals were closed. Um, and then the 5th of July, my wife had to, Jordan had to go in and get medicine because she couldn't miscarry the baby naturally at home because um, she was too far along. And so on the 5th of July, we had to go in and they had to start the process of um, inducing labor. And so we did that on the 5th of July. Then the 6th of the July, we were in the, uh, sorry, the 7th of, yeah, sorry. I'm getting my dates mixed up. 
5th of July, we started uh, the process to induce labor. 6th of July, we were in the hospital um, and just waiting for this baby to be born. And I think she only had to be like three or four centimeters dilated before she could give birth to the baby. Uh, long, long uh, to make a long story even longer, um, she, we we waited for hours. The doctor said it's going to be a couple hours, so the doctor went and did some other stuff. Uh, the nurses weren't in the room, and my wife um, ended up having the baby uh, with with no one else in the room other than me. And we called the nurses in, and they. They got the baby and, and, and bundled him up, and um, he, was, he was about to say he could fit in my hand, um, and I can still feel the weight of him. He was wrapped in like a towel and a wash rag, or a blanket and a wash rag or something like that, and the, the family came. You know, we all got to spend about six hours with Roman before the, the hospital staff took him away, and, and we went home empty-handed. We went home to our dog, Gunner, and it was the worst feeling in the world. Fast forward to May 3rd, 2018. So right after Rome and uh, right, right when we could start trying again, we, we started trying again uh, because we had this dream of, of, you know, growing our family. We, we wanted kids. We knew then. We knew that this was, this was unfortunate and this, this was heartbreaking and this sucked, but we had faith in God that he was going to bring children into our lives. And May 3rd, 2018, uh, even through about, even through my wife having preeclampsia and having the baby a little bit early, we had a wonderful son, Leland, who is with us. He's two and a half years old now, and he is incredible. For you guys who know him, he is the coolest kid on the planet. And I'm spitting everywhere to drink some water. Yeah, he's the coolest kid on the planet. I love him to death. He brings so much joy to our lives. And so we thought, okay, we're out of the woods. This is great. This is awesome. This is cool. We're going to have... We're going to start, start growing our family more. We want like four or five, 15 kids, you know. Um, not really. We want like maybe four. Uh, and then adopt. Um, so fast forward another year. Um, we have Jordan's pregnant again. Uh, baby, baby Quinn was due December 26, 2019, but was born in July 13th. So really just a week after a year and a week after, um, or two years and a week after uh, Roman, so same month of July. So July sucks. I hate July. Um, she was 13 weeks along. It was to the point where she couldn't, they couldn't induce labor because she wasn't far enough along, but she was far enough along that they couldn't let the baby be uh, born like a, like a normal miscarriage, so they had to go in and do a DNC, which is a surgery to take out the baby. Sorry, I told you we're gonna get real on the show, um, and so we did that, and that sucked. I mean, the first, the first one, we kind of it was like a fluke, and then Leland was perfectly healthy. Then this this baby Ezra, or sorry Quinn, um, just another unfortunate miscarriage is what we were told by the doctor and nothing against the doctor we loved our doctor we were all on this journey together trying to figure out what was going on um and so like okay so let's keep trying you know let's keep our faith let's you know pray we're gonna really hold on to the promises that we know god god has promised us um fast forward again ezra uh a fourth boy 
uh, was due October 29th, 2020. So this year, um, but he was actually born April 17th, um, 2020 when, uh, my wife was about 10 and a half weeks. So again, same story with, with Quinn, where they had to do the DNC and, and get the baby, um, out and they're all, they're all buried. All three of the, the boys are buried in, um, Dry Creek Cemetery in uh, Boise, Idaho, and we live like a mile down the road from there, so we can easily go visit. We can actually see it from our apartment, um, so that's amazing. Um, but then we're like, we really got to get this figured out. We 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 need to figure out what's going on. So we tried some other doctors. We we spent we you know we had family help us with the finances, which was amazing. Um, we figured out that my wife had tested positive for MTHFR gene mutation, which basically means that the there's a blood clot that clots the blood so that the placenta doesn't receive blood, which suffocates or, or makes the, the life not being, the body not suitable for life. So she's on a daily injection now of a blood thinner and some other medications that the doctor and the new doctor has given her. And we have a new baby coming April 22nd of this, of next year. So, uh, we're extremely excited for that. She's 22 ish weeks long and everything is perfect so far. I mean, knock on wood, Lord willing, everything is, is good so far. Um, so we have a lot of hope in this, in this next season. We're very excited. Um, but to see my wife go through these things, I mean, as a husband, it's hard to see your wife or your kids go through anything troubling, anything that anything that you can't take the pain away from, because that's, that's what I am. I'm a fixer. I need to fix things. And to see my wife go through these things and know that there's nothing that I can physically do to take the pain or the hurt away from her um, is, is crippling. And as a man, we can't really talk about these things. We can't bring up things like this to two people. There's not really a platform for us unless if we go to counseling, which I highly recommend counseling. If you have never been to counseling, everybody needs counseling. Um, go. Um, but it's just this thing that if if you if you as a man, and again, this isn't a man show, but this is just the perspective I'm coming from. If you as a man talk about these things and you talk about how you are really struggling or you are like you can't function, you're having a nervous breakdown, you are viewed as less of a man. You are viewed as someone who can't support. I mean, that's our job. We have to be there for other people. We have the weight of the world on our shoulders. We, I mean... Not necessarily. I mean, women are so much stronger than men. Let's let, let's be real. Women women run this world, but there is a kind of expectation for men to be the provider, the supporter, the 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 the, the rock. You know, the rock in the household, and and so it's it's hard sometimes. And so I think honestly, men just need we need to normalize men talking about our issues. We need to normalize men being like, "Yo, I'm weak today. I I need help." There's no, I mean, even, even men asking for directions. Why is that so bad? Why can't we ask? If I need to know where to go somewhere, why can't I ask this person? Or if I'm in the store, why can't I ask this person um, where the deli meat is or where the potato chips are if I can't find them? Like, it's just it's so dumb. Let's normalize men 
being wussies, you know? I mean, not, you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, anxiety has become crippling at times. And, you know, honestly, even just like talking about this is, has been so nice. It's been such a, so peaceful for me. So if, if this, if this helps nobody and it helps me, it's still worth it, but I really just want to help other people and build this community, um, with you guys. Uh, but you know, and I'm also an emotional guy, so I go through super emotional times where I'm like, throughout the day, I'm just on a, the brink of tears for absolutely no reason. Like, I'll see one sad commercial, and I'm a wreck for the rest of the day, and uh, you can't get me out of that. And it's and and, that, and that's not really anxiety-driven. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's me just being an emotional little girl. Uh, but man, crying feels so good. Every person should cry at least like three times a year and not just cry, but like have a good cry where you need tissues and you need ice cream. Like let's normalize guy, guys crying. I mean, geez, uh, it's so good. I'm going to go cry after this. I'm going to go, go sit down and have a good cry. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about different types of anxiety because I'm not talking about everybody feels anxiety at some point in their life. And I'm not necessarily talking about the anxiety not to take any credit away from the anxiety of like feeling on like on a first date or nervous for a test or like a new class or driver's ed or um you know going to a dance obviously that's anxious I mean you 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 feel anxiety through those processes but um with with my the type of anxiety I feel is is a little bit deeper than that and not not saying that that's not deep but it's just different um, because those types of anxiety, you can really pinpoint a kind of kind of a cause, a cause and effect. Like you you know why you're feeling this, and then once you get through that event or through that thing, you feel better, um, unless it goes terrible, and then you don't feel better. But uh, the type of anxiety I feel is more of like just a sense of lost. Like, you know that feeling when you go on a road trip or you go camping or you're you're going somewhere, like not somewhere like you're not going to the store, but you're going on an actual trip somewhere and you feel that feeling of like, what did I forget? I forgot something. There's something I'm not remembering. There's something vital that I need and I do not have. And it's that feeling except blown out of proportions. Like it is times a thousand and it is nuts because I'm like what did I forget but it's not even that I forgot something it's just that feeling of loss and that feeling of what is happening something is not right um and so there so there's that side of it there's also side of it of like I can go to Walmart for like two or three things and get so overwhelmed with nothing overwhelmed with absolutely nothing and walk around Walmart for two, two and a half, three hours and leave with nothing because my brain just shuts off and I can't even think. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason. It doesn't have anything. There's nothing. It doesn't have to be triggered by anything. Uh, it's just there and it lingers. And I have to be very strategic in order to get rid of it. You know, and sometimes it doesn't go away for hours or even you know, it's, it's bled into days before, which, which is really, really sucky. Uh, but anyway, the reason I'm sharing this is because this, this world is so divided. 
we live in a, a world where everyone is judging everybody for everything. And it's, it's not going to change unless if we as a people and a community become more open and more real and more, more vulnerable um, with each other and with ourselves. Um, what's that quote by Dr. Seuss? It's from the Lorax. Uh, Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing's going to get better. It's not. And that's, that's kind of the backbone of this show is if I don't do anything, nothing's going to change. We live in a society that tells men, uh, again, not just men, but even women, like everyone, it tells us we can't talk about things we struggle with or the world's going to view us as dramatic or, or brats or people who can't function in a normal day-to-day life. And that's not it. We just have these hangups that we are working to get over and get through and heal from. I mean, even we, like men, again, they're just, just using this example, but like we don't even want to borrow anything from the neighbors because we're in competition with our neighbors. We are... Like, we can't show any sign of weakness to our neighbors or to our friends. Like, what is up with that? What is that? Come on. We're not going to be in community fully until we break down these invisible barriers that we put up as people. Because whether it's what we're taught by society or we're taught by the way we were raised, like... Things need to change. It's 2020. It's going to be 2021. We can't. Things need to change. We need to become a, a, a united people because this United States is a divided states right now. It is ridiculous. Um, and I'm tired of it. So anyway, uh, and I'm in no way am I saying my life is bad. I have a beautiful wife. I have a beautiful, wonderful son. I have, I love all of my family. I have a, you know, again, financially, I'm, I'm able to keep working during this pandemic. Um, I am extremely grateful and extremely thankful for my life. Um, I mean, I've been able to spend more time with my family through this. So, you know, in a way, I mean, my church's theme right now is blessings in disguise and this pandemic has let me spend more time with my son. You know, before this pandemic, I never got his got to see his morning routine on the weekdays. I never got to wake up with him in the morning on a Monday because I was already at work. And so it's been wonderful. He's, he's two and a half. He's in that stage where he's changing almost every single day. And so it's been so, so great. Like I love my life. Um, and anxiety, my anxiety isn't about what's happening to me. It's not, it's not about circumstances. It's just a thing that isn't caused by anything most of the time. Um, unless the car breaks down and then I have to pay for it or buy Jordan brand new tires. Because um, <laughs> um, then it's finance based. But it's, it's not caused by anything and I just have a mental, a mental breakdown or I get super emotional. Um, so again, I'm not trying to take away from my life. I love my life. I love everyone in my life. Um, but that doesn't stop 
the anxiety and the depression and the struggles. Because you can have a wonderful life and still have issues. I mean, look at all the celebrities and, like, let's take Robin Williams, you know, for an example. Like, he never showed any signs of weakness. He was the funny guy, and, you know, I'm kind of, unfortunately, that's kind of how I live my life, too. I try and mask things with humor, and that's a habit I'm trying to get out of. Um, but even these rich celebrities, these people, these people who have all the resources in the world can still struggle with probably a lot more things than people who don't have money, uh, that much money struggle with. Um, so it's not just what's happening to you. It's, it's, it's a, it's a mental state. It's a mindset. It's a, it's a lot of different factors that if you don't take control of them now, they're going to take control of you later. Um, so right now we are deep in the holiday season. Anxiety is through the roof. This is the this is the time of year where suicide rates um, go through the roof. Depression is on the rise, and that that was before the pandemic. Um, my 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 nephew. About 10 years ago, he was telling me how he, he was a paramedic and he's, he hated, he was new at the time. And so he hated Christmas season because he always had to work it because he was brand new. And he would come home and had just talked people out of, you know, helped them not commit suicide or um, all these terrible things at the happiest time, at the happiest time of the year. Um, so again, that's why I'm making this, this podcast because it's, I, I have to, I can't sit back and do nothing anymore. Um, and the holidays are hard for me because I love people. I love my family, like I said before, but people really drain the heck out of me, man. Like when I go to a family function or, uh, any public place, I feel like this is part of what I was saying when I was talking about Robin Williams is I feel like I have to be on at all times. Like I have to be witty and funny and clever and outgoing. And, and it's, 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 it's more of a peace piece for me to let me, if I'm making people laugh and I'm, you know, putting people in a good mood, then it makes me feel better kind of selfishly in a way. Um, but also I know that if I, let's say I'm not on, like I'm not feeling it one day and we're out to dinner and I'm just quiet. I'm not acting any different than anyone else. I'm just not over the top. I know that people are going to be like, you okay? What's wrong? Like, what's wrong with Lonnie? You know, like why, like you don't seem like yourself. And I hate that. I hate that feeling. I hate being asked that because yeah, like, yeah, I'm fine. You're making me mad now. Like, leave me alone. Um, Again, <laughs> and, and again, it's not it's not that I don't like people, but they really drain me. And like even going to like I know like Christmas Eve is coming up. Christmas Day is coming up. Uh, things are coming up. Even New Year's like I'm going to have to go to these family functions and I'm going to it's almost like I have to hype myself up leading up to it. Like, OK, just one more show, one like two more shows till the end of the year and then we can relax. Um and that's a terrible way to think about it. But in, in my mind, like, that's how I have to get over these things. Because, And it's not that I don't want to see you and be around you, but it's because I don't want to see or be around anybody. Like, it's nothing against you, but 
it's against everybody. Like it just, I, it's so scary to me. And it's not, it's, it sucks because I'm an, I think I might have said this, I'm an introverted extrovert where I, I thrive on people and I love being around people, but also it just, I need time to myself. Um, so leading into this, this busiest time of the year, we need to we're I was talking to someone the other day and they said that everybody is rushing right now. Everybody's going nuts and everyone's like, let's just get through these holidays and then we can relax. And the issue with that is once we get through these holidays, we can't relax because we don't know how to relax because it's like we hit a brick wall. And mentally, we're, our mindset isn't prepared for having nothing to do. January hits, New Year's is over, it's emptiness. There's really nothing to do. Everything resets, you know, January. And then people are doing their New Year's resolutions because they have to do those because they have to have something to push for. Um, so we're all in rush, rush, rush right now. Get to January. Um, cause it's going to be time to slow down, but we're not going to have the ability to slow down. Um, so what I'm trying to do now in order to prepare my mental state to get to like literally start January, 2021, the best I can is to now get into a mindset and get into a habit of daily, like two or three times a day, just taking a time to, <sighs> Okay, it's gonna be okay. You know, and use maybe use a grounding technique of find 10 things you can see, find 10 things you can touch, find 10 reasons to be thankful right now, to get a sense of gratitude. And, you know, gratitude's weird because, especially in the, this year, like our sense of gratitude sometimes, sorry, the fan might hit on you, might be able to hear that. Um, our sense of gratitude, I'm going to pull in a little bit. Our sense of gratitude sometimes comes at somebody else's expense, which is terrible. We see a homeless person on the side of the road, and then suddenly we're thankful for having a place to go home. We're, having, we're thankful for having a bed to sleep in. And it sucks that our sense of gratitude has to come at somebody else's expense. Um, Danny Priori was saying that on his podcast about mental health and... Um, so credit to Off the Cuff Podcast. Um, but yeah, I really thought about that. Like, I want to start every single day and every moment of the day being grateful. Um, so every, every night this last week, I've been, you know, praying and saying, God, give me one more day. One more day, God. Let me let me live through the night. And that's that sounds morbid, but it's not really because it's, I'm not trying to make it morbid, but like, thank you for today. Let's make tomorrow great. Thank you for your guidance and, you know, things like that. And then first thing in the morning, got in the habit of saying, I woke up. Thank you, God. Thank you for giving me another day with my family, my friends. Let's, I'm going to make the most out of today. Um, you know, just start each day being grateful. Um, so real quick, I don't want to drag this on too long. Um, let me know if... This podcast has been helpful if it's brought value to your life. Um, but before we close up, 
Um, I think it's probably going to be about 35 minutes-ish. If you want longer episodes, you want shorter episodes, let me know. Um, send me messages, DMs. Send me questions. I'll bring them up on next week's uh, podcast. I'll bring them up. You know, if and if you ever want to be on the show and, and talk about your victories and your struggles, let me know. I mean, we, we can set that up. I'm in this for the long haul. So um, anyway, so before we go, uh, I've got some techniques that I um, have equipped myself with when in times when I'm feeling anxious or depressed or I know that something just isn't right and I need to recalibrate my brain. Give yourself a time out. It's number one. You know, like, take a walk. Go, like, literally a few years ago when, when we were in the midst of our, our, I mean, I guess we're still in the midst of our growing our family, but when it, when it, it was a really dark time, I would tell my wife a few hours before I got off work, I would say, hey, babe, I, when I come home, I need to just take a chair, go in the backyard, and just sit and stare at a fence. And I know that sounds weird. But it's it's what I need to do, and and man, my wife is great. Um, I I need to get her on the show soon because people like me with who have these tendencies of anxiety and depression and these episodes like it affects everyone around us, and the people who have to deal with us are the real rock stars. I mean, holy cow, my wife has dealt with so much junk in these last few years that really, just thank you so much, Joe. I mean, I don't know how you do you deal with me. Um, but she said, okay, whatever you need to do, if you need to go sit in the backyard, I mean, it was like January, it was freezing. Um, and I was out there in a t-shirt just because when, when I'm anxious or I'm depressed, I need to feel something. And also, when I, when I, when I have those feelings, I, I, my body physically gets hot, so the cold really helps. Um, I'm generally a hot person, um, but like a warmer-bodied person. So sometimes I need to just be outside in a T-shirt and shorts in the dead of winter, um, and that actually helps me. Um, so again, with that, just being honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with your loved ones around you and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling and there might not be anything you can do to help me, but um, I appreciate you trying and I just appreciate you being here um, with me. So, you know, it's that communication that really, really breaks down barriers between people. Once I started being honest with Jordan about struggles that I've had and issues that I've been dealing with, our relationship has just gotten so much better. Um, this next one's a big one, uh, limit alcohol. I mean, I'm not a drinker, um, but alcohol is a big one. Alcohol, I mean, alcohol, substance abuse, like if if you're struggling with that, find help because that's not going to help anything that it it really isn't. Um, I've, I've had experience with alcohol in the past. Um, and it's, it is not your friend. Um, it's, it'll promise happiness, but the destruction it brings for that temporary sense of happiness is not worth it. Don't even, like, if, 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 you, if you are able to say no without um, needing assistance, say no. If you need assistance, get assistance ASAP. Um, if you want to talk to me about that, I'm open 
please send me DMs if 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 you are struggling with any anything like that. I'm again, I'm not a professional, um, but I I, I want to live my my life with a sense of love and helping people. So if there's anything I can do, please reach out. Don't even don't even stress about it. Uh, get enough sleep. It's another big one. Uh, I'm a night owl, but I'm also trying to become a morning person. So it's a weird, a weird balance. Uh, I'm trying to work on my sleep. Exercise, I've gone back and forth with my weight throughout the last 10 years. Um, I'm getting back into eating healthy and exercising now. So because that because on days I, I exercise, I just feel so much better. Again, on days when I like start my morning with a prayer or with a devotion, like I just feel so much better. Um, some more like counseling techniques is taking deep breaths, counting to 10 slowly. Um, again, using that grounding technique of 10 things, you know, pick 10 things, 10 things you can hear, 10 things you can smell, 10 things you can be thankful for, 10 things, any 10 things that will help you get a sense of self and surroundings, uh, do it. Uh, some other notes I made right here, prioritize yourself. Um, I'm a people pleaser, so that's hard for me sometimes. Um, take at least two times a day to breathe and slow down. Again, this is going to help us get ready to be to start January grateful and in a in a slower paced world. Hopefully, hopefully there is a 2021. I mean, <laughs> we don't we don't know at this point. Um, again, start each day being grateful, maybe with a devotion, maybe with a book, maybe with just a cup of coffee. Um, and just be thankful. Maybe meditate for a little bit. Um, and again, just be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with your people. Leave a li uh, live a life that leads with love. Ooh, that's bars. Lead a life. Live a life that leads with love. Um, and if that if, if if this podcast means anything, that's what it is. To live a life that leads with love and compassion and kindness and caring and, um, you know, I see it on my social media every single day people who are struggling with these things and just can't talk about them without being viewed as dramatic or people saying, oh, thoughts and prayers to you, but stop posting about it on Facebook, you know, like, let's normalize it, guys. Um, anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to sign off here again. Thank you for everyone who's watching on YouTube or Facebook. Thank you, everyone who is listening on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Go ahead, subscribe to whatever platform you guys want. Um, and if, if you are listening on those and you want to see video, you want to see what it looked like, go over to YouTube, uh, search Demi Dad's Saturday Sit Down, uh, and you'll see my pretty face. Um, we're going to have a lot of opportunities on the show. We're going to bring guests um, as, as well as we can with COVID season. Um, we're going to be interviewing counselors doctors, other people, subscribers, you know, we're going to talk about stuff. We're also going to have um, some products that people can try that will help, that will help in, with, with your anxiety, things like that. Um, so yeah, again, thank you everyone for your support. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Uh, let's, let's continue to grow. Let's grow together. Let's grow as a community. Reach out to me. Um, and I'm, I've got some, I've got a lot of goals for this, for this podcast and a lot of uh, things I want to accomplish in this next year. So thank you. I love you. Be kind to each other. Love each other. And we'll see you next week.